0: John chapter number 14 <clears throat> John chapter number 14 we've been doing a, a sermon a series that's turned into which everything turns into a series. amen when I first started preaching I thought I had to get everything I had on a piece of notebook paper on the done and the lot amount of time that I was given five minutes, ten minutes. Amen. Now, I don't have the time limit. I can preach as long as I want. Break it up any way I want. Amen. Like one guy said, uh, it's like a train. You just unhook boxcars. Amen. And line it up. John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. troubled. You got a troubled heart tonight? Yeah, come on. You got a troubled heart today? Jesus said, don't let it be troubled." So that means you have to let it bother you. Let me ask you a question. The things that bother you, why do they bother you? That's pretty good, huh? Something that somebody said bothers you, why does it bother you? Something that somebody did, why does that bother you? Amen. You believe in God, it's not enough. Believe also in me. It's not enough to believe in God. Everybody's trying to downsize Jesus, make Him just a man instead of God-man. The man, Christ Jesus, is God manifest in the flesh. They want to belittle Jesus, just make Him a prophet, just an ordinary man, a son of Joseph, a sinner. And what they want to do is they want to exalt Allah and Buddha and all these other gods that people worship to the same level and say they're all the same. We all worship the same God, just on different levels as a lie. Amen. Jesus said, "Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, not just rooms. Now, you want to go to the Oxford Dictionary and go have a room and tell me that's a that's a blessed hope? Amen. I don't want to live in a room. Ask any guy in a jail. You want to live in a room? Oh, they've been in a room. Amen. Solitary confinement. You, you, God's. You know, heaven's just a room. You talk about a mansion. Amen. We're talking about a castle. Look it up. Look it up. Cross-references, a palace and a castle and mansion in your strong concordance. To see what happens. Amen. Kings live in palaces. Kings live in castles. I'm going to have a mansion. Amen. A castle. Amen. I ain't getting no amens. You guys want a room? Go ahead. I hope he gives you a little shed in the back of glory, amen? A little 8 by 10 shed next to the lawnmowers. Hello, there ain't going to be no lawnmower in heaven. Well, there ain't going to be no room either. Yeah. There may be rooms in your mansion, but I'm going to live in a palace. Amen. And it's going to look bigger than Mickey Mouse's palace. Hello, the Magic Kingdom got a castle right there that everybody's got to walk through. I'm going to have something that outshines Mickey Mouse, I guarantee you. Hello, Amen. In my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. Thank you, Lord. I go to prepare a place. Somebody said, in my Father's house are mansions. Up there's mansions. But God said, I'm going to prepare you a place. Well, I know one thing. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to prepare me something yeah. that's going to be out of this world. Ha <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right? And it's going to be good. Yeah. And I believe it's up there. And I believe it's waiting on me. Amen. I, there's a reservation in heaven for me. Amen. It fadeth not away. Praise God. He's going to prepare me a place. Can you imagine what kind of place that's going to be? You think it'll have water slides? I don't know. Huh? Amen. You think it'll have roller coasters? Huh? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like. I know one guy that rejected Jesus Christ said he don't believe that God gave his son to die in a place of sinners and to take us to Disneyland in the sky. I got no idea. But all I know is whatsoever man can make and dream and do, God can outdo anything a man thinks. And I look at nature and I look at the things of earth that He's created and the beauty He's beholding. I'm going, man, I cannot even imagine what my place would be like when I get up there. Hello? But you know what? If I'm up over there on the other side and all I got is a cot and all I got is a hammock, amen? Amen? Is a beach burning in hell? Amen? Amen. Amen. And if all I got to do is sit on a, harp, on a cloud, play a harp, and float around, amen. that beats burning in hell. Yeah, amen. Amen. You're telling it right. Amen. He said, "I will go to prepare a place for you." And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Thank you, Lord. What a promise! He's coming again. So how do you know? He said so. Amen. So why? He's up there building me a place. Taking him a long time to fix it, finish it. Hello. He just speaks it in, in existence, but he said, "I'll build." A, he said, "I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also." He wants to spend eternity with me. He wants to be with me forever. He said, "If I go away, I will receive you unto myself, because where I am, there's you are going to be. I'm going to be right there with him. I'm going to be with Jesus. Isn't that what it's all about? That's who I received as Jesus." There's a whole lot of people that are religious that believe about Jesus, but they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. They don't have fellowship with Jesus. They don't want to talk with Jesus. They don't want to spend time with Jesus. They don't want to read His book. They don't want to attend His house. They don't want to brag about His name. I'm curious if they've ever been born again. Somebody really got saved, met Jesus as their personal Savior, and He made His abode in their heart. They don't want to read His book. They don't want to talk to Him in prayer. Amen. They don't want to tell everybody the greatest story. Come see a man. Yeah. Told me all things whatsoever I did. Amen. Praise God. Listen, He's great. Sure. hey I wouldn't talk about Him either if I didn't think He did anything for me. Right. Hello. Right. <laughs> Amen. Look, He saved me from my sins. He cleansed me. He broke something that day I got saved. He said, "What happened?" Amen. He He ruined the world for me and me for the world. I was crucified that day and something transpired inside my heart and it'll never ever be the same. I cannot look at the world the same. I can't look at you the same. I can't look at things the same the day I met Christ. Everything is brand new. It's changed. Whither I go you know and the way I know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus saying unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The only way to the Father is through Jesus. How come everybody trying to get to the Father without Jesus? How come everybody thinks that they can live a superior life than what Jesus lived? He fulfilled the law. He's sinless. He's perfect. He's holy. He's accepted of the Father. And we think we can surpass that how? Well, I kept the commandments. He kept them all. You can't keep them all. Yeah, He did. <laughs> Amen. Hello. You know, most of these people think that they keep it. They weren't circumcised on the eighth day. Yeah. Most of them ain't circumcised, and most of them are circumcised the day they're born. But it wasn't on the eighth day. Right. Gone. See you. Bye. Going to hell. Well, I had no responsibility that. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you didn't keep it. Jesus' parents studied the book, took him on the eighth day, had him circumcised the eighth day. Married them. He, he fulfilled the law. Even when he wasn't old enough to think about it. Amen. Praise God. I ain't getting no amens on it. <laughs> How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Philip saith on him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe it not thou, or thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you. I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth where? In me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if ye ask anything in my name, I will. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful promise. If you love me, keep my... Do you love him? Yeah. you doing what he told you to do? Verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He it is that what? Loveth me. He that loveth me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself on him. Do you think Jesus loves, or the Father loves people that don't love Jesus? Not according to that, does it? If you love Jesus, my Father loves you. If you don't love Jesus, my Father what? Loves you anyways. People have a time with it, don't they? Look at what it says, verse twenty-two. Jesus, Judas saith unto him, "Not his chariot." Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, "If a man love me, he will what?" How you doing with that? If you love him, you what? People don't keep his words. Maybe that's a test of how much they love him. Yeah. My father will love him. Who? Who will my father love? Those that keep his words. Those that keep his words. So if you don't keep his words, he don't love you. Hmm. God loves everybody. doesn't look like it. <laughs> Better be careful. Better learn how to rightly divide the Bible. Right. And we will come unto Him and make our abode with Him. He that loveth me and keepeth not my what? Sayings. And the word which ye heard is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Amen. I want to call your attention to verse 19. Yet a little while, you see me no more, or the world sees me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Father, bless today's sermon in Jesus' name. Amen. Because Jesus lives, I can live. Because Jesus lives, I can love. Where is He living right now? If you're saved, He's in your heart. He's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in me. And so since he's in me and I've got a new nature and the Holy Spirit of God's in there and if I walk in the Spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but the fruits of the Spirit should abound and be there. And he said in John 13, 35, By this shall all men know yo, you're my disciples. You have love one for another. Amen. His love ought to be present. Because he loves, lives, I can love. Because he lives, I can laugh. Yeah. We discovered that last week. Acts chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3. Amen. Because he lives. (laughs) Verse 1. And now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of? You guys have an hour in which you pray. Being the ninth hour. You don't have to pray the ninth hour. It's just what, what, what hour do you set aside to pray? And a certain man a lame from his mother's womb was carried and laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms, Peter fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. Give us an offering. No, he didn't say that to <laughs> he? Amen. Sow your seed faith. Huh? Yeah? Hello? He said, verse 5, And he giving heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such I have. I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk if you have faith. No, it didn't say that, did it? No faith. This man has no faith. You Pentecostals don't preach on this. Benny Hinn don't preach on this. If he does, he twists and perverts it. This man didn't exercise an ounce of faith. Peter said, look on me. He looked on him. Silver and gold have I not, but in such I have in the name of Jesus Christ. I say unto thee, rise up and walk. And he takes him by the hand and lifts him up. Right? Hello. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up. And immediately... His feet and his ankle bones receive strength. There's a whole lot of people that leave. Ernest Angeli's and Benny Hinn's and Todd Bentley's meetings, amen, and and, uh, Schombach's meetings and Copeland's meetings come in wheelchairs and they leave in wheelchairs. They can't grab them by the hand and jerk them up and get them saved and get them healthy and get them immediately, uh, amen, changed and transformed. Can't do it. Their bums are crooked, they're wicked. Well, he ain't got enough faith. What about those that uh, that man had no faith in Mark chapter number two? And he had four friends that had faith, yeah. and they carried him up toward the roof off the house to get him into where Jesus was. And when Jesus saw their faith, Amen. not the man that opposed Palsy's faith, but the four's faith, Jesus healed a man because of somebody else's faith. Well, he ain't got enough faith to believe. You don't have to. You understand? They didn't. He, this man, did not exercise an ounce of faith. It was the faith of the believer. It was a faith of the apostle that healed this man. I guess Benny ain't got faith enough to heal everybody he touches, does he? What an imposter. Amen. And he what? Leaping up. Right? He leaped. Hello. Amen. Amen. Leaping up, walked, and entered into the temple. Walking and what? Leaping and praising God. Amen. He come in and skipping into church. Woo-hoo. Amen. He hadn't walked in a long time. And you know what? He just thought he'd come into church and just celebrate with Jesus. Amen. What Jesus just did for me. Praise God. He was just having a good old time because he'd been a long time in that case. And he got some money and gold couldn't do. And he come into church a happy, 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 happy. When's the last time you ever came church happy? When's the last time you ever got happy? Come on. And the teammates are going, oh, as God. a little piece of leather goes flying over the wall. <laughs> Hello? You're huh? It right, piece of swine. Right? An abomination. Hike. Yeah. <laughs> And that guy comes and gets it, and everybody in the stands—they're leaping all over the stadium. Hundred thousand of them jumping up and down. Hello, in a basketball game, huh? Right, taking their thunder sticks. Smacking things. Right? Taking their shirt off. Showing their belly buttons out there. Hello? Hey, Amen. They're not happy. This guy's happy. Second Samuel chapter 2. Or chapter 6. Hey, Amen. Leaping. Oh, when the mules come dragging in. Oh, when the mules come dragging in. I gotta go to church. <laughs> oh, they're gonna steal my offering. Oh, I gotta give the buck I made. <laughs> oh oh, that preacher's gonna preach against everything I like doing. Oh, I gotta go to church. Oh I gotta sit through another dead sermon. <laughs> oh I gotta hear the dead book preached again. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> My phone went off, praise God. The devil got in it, didn't he? How's a phone that's unhooked go off? Hello? Just a distraction, the devil. Right? People don't want to go to church. Got to drag them. A man sitting in his house. Don't take me away from my TV set. Oh, my football games. Right? They don't want to go to church. They don't want to hear about God. They don't want to read his book. They don't want to mention his name. Well, I'll tell you what. bunch of crazy clowns. Right? Come leaping into church. I'm excited to go to church. Amen? He said the only reason you're excited is because you peel hide. Amen? That's fine. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Verse 12, And it was told to King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that pertaineth on him. Because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so, when they, bear, when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces and sacrificed oxen, when fatlings, David danced before the Lord, how, all his might. Amen. Hey man, you ever done that? You ever got happy and just danced because God has blessed you and just praised His holy name for the Ark of God. And I got something greater than the ark. I got the God of the ark living in my heart. I got his book. I get to go to his house and he's separated to meet his people, amen, to brag and worship about his name, amen. When's the last time we ever really got happy and danced for Jesus? Does it motivate your feet? You know what the charismatic has got to do? They got to bring in rock and roll and they got to bring in music and get everybody pepped up and worked up. These people ain't getting nothing worked up. They're just happy and David began to just dance. I don't know how to dance. Right? Amen. But i got to get my feet moving for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. David was girded with fine linen ephod. So David and all the houses are brought up the ark of the Lord with what? Shouting! Yep. And with the sound of a trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she what? Despised him in his heart. They're bringing in the the ark represented the presence of God. And David, he was following, he's just leaping, he's just having a time. Hey man, he's going to church and the ark's coming in, praise God, and we're going to have God's presence and we're going to have God's glory and we're just going to worship God and just have a wonderful time in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now they're praise dancing in churches. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't worshiping the Lord. No, they're not. They think they're on America's Got Talent. And they ain't got no talent. <laughs> There's one clown, he does a bunch of backflips, comes all the way down, hits something down at the altar, knocks it all over. Huh? these girls doing these dances and they're showing their crotches and their panties and all this other stuff in front of the church. He said, I can't believe you said that in church. I can't believe they're showing it in church. Hello? Amen? They're showing you America ain't got no talent. Hello? I'm telling you, these girls, I mean, they're doing the boogie-woogies in churches, man. That ain't what they're doing. They're worshiping the Lord. Did I kill the church meeting? Because I said crotch? <laughs> huh? They're showing it. Yeah. Amen. I say I can't believe you said that in church. There's a whole lot of things the Bible says in church that, that I haven't preached yet. You want to hear that? <laughs> no thanks? Listen, I'm just trying to tell you, they're doing it. It's not of God. Amen. They're worshiping flesh. Right. I'm talking about enjoying God where we get happy and praise Him. Have you ever got happy and praised Him? How about driving out in the country if you got to where all the cows are at? Just get out and begin to shout and dance for Jesus. I seen one man shout. I couldn't believe I heard him shouting. Come to find out he was just happy that his wife wasn't pregnant. Hello? Wasn't over the glory of God. Wasn't over somebody getting saved. Wasn't somebody going to the mission field. Wasn't that their mom and daddy got born again? Wasn't that God answered their prayers? God loves a cheerful giver. You ever come dancing before the the offering box? I get to give God ten percent so I can further the work of God. I'm happy that Jesus is going to let somebody go and tell the word. Woo! All right, I don't know. Make up a song. Sing. When's the last time? Preacher, sure I can't wait to give an offer. I want to give my 10%. Praise God because it's going to do something for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> hey Let's see what Jesus thinks of you. Song of Solomon chapter 2. Song of Solomon chapter 2. When Jesus comes to see you. Okay? You're part of His bride, right? Huh? You're saved, born again. When Jesus finally has to get up from sitting on the right hand of the throne of God interceding for you and being an advocate for you, amen, and trying to plead with the Father about your wretched conditions, right? Let's see what His attitude is about coming to get this bride. Verse 8, the voice of my beloved. Behold, he cometh what? Leaping upon the mountain, skipping upon the hills. <laughs> I'm going to get my bride today. I'm going to get my bride today. And Jesus is coming back to come get his bride, and he's skipping. He is happy to see you. He's leaping upon the hills. Whew. <laughs> Amen. My beloved is like a row, like a young heart. He's standing behind the wall. he looking forth at the windows, showing yourself through the lattice. Behold, my, love is, my beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Lo, winter is past. The winter is past, and the rain is over and gone. And the flowers appear on the earth, and the time of the singing of the birds has come and the voice of the turtles heard in her land the fig tree putteth forth her green figs and a vine with a tender grape giveth a good smell arise my love my fair one and come away Jesus is calling his bride and he's saying come away my fair one come away come away and he's giving you the timing when he's coming and the church is gone. I, I got a game to watch man <laughs> I ain't got time to go to be with you I gotta work. I gotta. I gotta pay car payment off. Jesus, I can't go with you. I'm too busy to go to revival. I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to witness. I gotta do. I got things down here to take care of, Lord. This is my kingdom, this side of Jordan, like Gad, Manasseh, half tribe, Manasseh, Reuben, and Gad. We don't want to go in a promised land. What you promised us, we want our our inheritance on this side of Jordan. You know how many Christians over there today are saying we want our inheritance down here, Lord this is my house this is my bricks this is my mortars this is my yard this is my flowers this is my car this is my boat my camper what I got down here is more important than anything you got up there just leave me here God okay go to the trib I think it ought to be a great reward for everybody that's not pre-millennial and pre-trib that has to go through the trib if they think they're going to be here God make it make it a partial rapture amen those that want to go let them go Hey man, there's a bunch of so-called born again Christians think they're going through the trib. I say, go help yourself. Yep. I'm going up. Amen. Hey man, he's coming after me, leaping. Yep. He's excited to see me. Are you excited to see him? Yeah. Luke chapter number six. Preacher, you done? You done? Open up a can. You're right. Hey Amen. A can of whoop. <laughs> What do you mean a can of whoop? Whoopee! Amen. <laughs> hey, Said, you're a nut. I'm on the right boat. Amen. Luke 6. Blessed are ye. Praise God. When men shall hate you. Does anybody hate you? You're trying to go around to get everybody to love you and like you? He said, Blessed are ye when men will hate you. And they hate you. And when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast your name out as evil. Why? For the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day. And what? Amen, praise God They hate me, they cast me out Amen, they don't want nothing to do with me Well, praise be unto God It's for righteousness sake And the glory of God Hallelujah, I'm leaping for joy They don't like me They don't want me to be in their company (laughs) Praise God Amen Rejoice ask you a question when's the last time you ever leaped for persecution for the love of jesus christ for the joy of what he's done for you for a sinner that come to jesus for a backslider that got in when's the last time anything in god's uh habitation or being or personality or uh, industry in god's business what has ever flipped your switch and got you excited Like, the old cow. <laughs> well, preacher, I just don't show it on the outside. Yeah. I'm leaping on the inside. Oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> 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 because he lives, I can leap. Because he lives, I can lead, right? The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. repentance. Amen. John 10. John 10. John chapter number 10. You say you're following Jesus Christ? Huh? Huh? John 10, verse 1. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief or a robber and a robber. He that entereth in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep how. Huh? By name. By name. And he does what with them? Leadeth them out. Leadeth them what? Out. out. He leads them to the bar. He leads them to the dope house. He leads him to the whorehouse, but he can't lead him to the God's house. He can lead him to the tavern, but he can't lead him to the tabernacle. Huh? Amen. He can lead him to the parties, but he can't lead him to the house of praise. Where, where's this incompetent Savior leading these folks today? He leads them out of what? To where? Where is he leading them? A bunch of people said, Well, you know, God led me. He didn't lead you to smoke, he didn't lead you to drink, he didn't lead you to chew, he didn't lead you to fornicate, didn't lead you to poo He didn't lead you to a house a den of iniquity, he doesn't lead you to watch R-rated movies. A lot of people blame Jesus Christ. You know, that's gonna be a fun part of the judgment seat of Christ of all these things people they say, God led him to do. <laughs> And we're gonna see all their excuses right before them. Come on, tell it. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus is gonna be looking right at that look right there, My eyeball, my eyeball. It could be like Gabriel wasn't a little kid. He'd be looking away. Look at me in the eyeballs. Hello. Amen. Pray God, listen, I'm trying to tell you. They, he leads them. Where's He leading them? Does He lead you through the Scriptures? Do you walk with God through the Scriptures? Have you read your Bible all the way through? Amen. Hey, boy, it's getting quiet. He leads me out of this world, out of sin, out of darkness, out of death, through storms, through valleys, through fires, through tribulation. He leads me for His perfect, for, our, for, our, for His promise, for our profit, for his pur- our purifying and our purging. Praise God! He's leading me. He's leading me. He's leading me out. What about this? First Timothy chapter number two. You saved. You're born again. You're washed in the blood. Amen. You're a child of God. You got a personal relationship with Him. He's in you, and you're in Him, and you're moving, right? He's moving in there. He's leading you. Where's He lead you? Where's He gonna lead you? You think He's gonna lead you to Jezebel? First Timothy two. First Timothy two. Verse one. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may what? Lead, quiet. lead a quiet, and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. Let me ask you a question. Do you live a? Do you live or lead a quiet, and peaceful life? What kind of life are you leading? Preacher, my house. If you was in my home, it's hell by the acre. Why is it there? Why is it like that? You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah, you know you know what I see right there? I see the very reason why we have locks and deadbolts and chains and 45s and 22s and 38s and 9 millimeters and pit bulls and rottweilers protecting us. Because, first of all, we're not supplicating and praying and interceding and giving thanks for all men, for kings and for all their authority, that we may lead what? Because we don't have a quiet, but peaceful life. Maybe because somebody's not in the closet that our society is affected in relation to our prayer life verse 9 in like manner also what women what adorn themselves how can I tell you you see a woman that's immodest she has a very shallow prayer life the chapter 1 through 8 is dealing with intercessory work verse 8 I would that men also pray what? Everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without what? Wrath. Wrath and doubting. It's a prayer life. He's saying, hey, young preacher, first of all things, guess what? You better get your prayer life in order. And then what you say? Verse 4 Who have all men to be saved, right? Verse 5 What's it say? We have one mediator between God and men the man who? Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. You know what He's doing? He's making intercession. He's mediating. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to mediate. You're supposed to be praying, taking a hold of God and getting a hold of a sinner. Amen. And praying for them, making an the intercession, mediating. You're coming in between them two trying to get reconciled sinners and people and backsliders to God. It's a chapter about praying. John, right? Verse 9. In like manner also, women adorn themselves. In modest apparel, proof that a woman's in her closet praying. Proof Amen. shows up on her body. Modesty. You show me a woman that's immodest and I'll show you a woman that's not listening to her Savior in the closet because if she walks out of the closet of intercessory, immodest, the Holy Ghost would tap her on the shoulder and say, Hey, put that in the trash can. Put on something modest because your body's only for your husband. Now don't cover it up and reveal it to everybody else. And now she walks out of there. She's modest, reflecting the glory of God upon her. Why? Because she's been in accessory with God. And she ain't going out to adorn herself that everybody else can say, Look at me. Right? Amen. I thought we could lead a quiet, peaceful life. The reason we're not leading a quiet, peaceful life is because men are neglecting prayer. Old time, praying time. Proof of all the chaos in this world is proof that our fathers in hell marriage don't work. And praying five times a day towards Mecca doesn't work. Old time real praying. Right. Yep. Christians are on their face before God, sure. talking to the mediator and mediating for people down here on earth. Will God do a great work? And we can have a quiet, peaceful life. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because He lives, I can lead a quiet, peaceful life. Because He lives, I can lead others to Christ. Amen. It's like they said about a soul winner. I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where to get the bread. I've been telling people forever, it's him. It's him. It's him. Amen. I I sow. I water. He's got to give the increase. You understand? Yes. Amen. I told a guy uh, Friday. He's trying to sell me a gun, not really sell me a gun, but he's showing me stuff about guns and he wants and he's coveting and he's craving and he wants to buy this Thompson contender or something like that where you can switch barrels out and add stocks to it and do all this kind of stuff, which sounds fine. But then I asked him, I said, Have you ever invested in anything in eternity? I said, What have you tell me what you invested in in eternity? I said, You invest in temporal things and things of this life. The reason why you want to invest in guns is because you say they hold their value, they hold their money, and you can. it's a good investment. And I said, have you ever invested in eternity? Prove it. Tell me what you've invested in. And I said, you know what's going to happen? I said, if you're saved, you're going to face Jesus Christ one of these days. You're going to look my eyeball to eyeball. And you're going to be flat broke. Nothing. You have not invested one thing in eternity. Boy, what a sad day. What a sad day. The Bible says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. You know what? I'm building a spiritual 401k. I'm investing in the lives of others. Amen. Ten years preaching here four times a week. How many times is that? That's over 2,500 times I've preached behind this pulpit. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's 2,500 hours I've invested in my time. And then what about the times of prayer? What about the times of reading? What about the times of studying? What about the dollars that go through the offering box? What about the tracts and the literature? What about the missionaries that were supporting? Listen, I've been investing in eternity for a long time. Are you going to invest in eternity? Are you going to invest in the lives of others and the souls of others and the work of God? You know what Ecclesiastes 7.13 says? Consider the work of God. Did you ever consider that? Amen. I can lead. I can lead others to Christ. First, First Corinthians, chapter nine. This is a good verse, man, boy. I tell you, it's talking about giving. Amen. But I like this, verse 4. Have we not power to eat and drink? Have we not power to what? Lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas. You know what he's supposed to do? He's supposed to lead his wife. You know, what I'm supposed to. Do? I'm supposed to lead my wife. You can take the gold ring out anytime you want, honey. No. <laughs> Amen. They ain't to lead me. I'm to lead a wife she ain't to lead me I'm the head I'm the neck that turns the head amen well it's fine amen you understand what I'm saying but I'm supposed to lead a wife I'm to lead my home she's waiting for me to get up and lead right? come on get up come on she's got the spurs come on get up Get up no <laughs> you guys aren't laughing you don't think that's funny alright amen let me ask you a question can you lead yourself? Can you lead yourself to prayer? Can you lead yourself in the Word? Can you lead yourself to discipline your life and get, get your actions in order? Let's look in Proverbs. Jack House preached a message on how to be a hero. Amen. If you ever want to be cut to pieces and thrown in a meat grinder... Pretend that you've actually gone through Constantine wire and survived. You need to hear that message. Amen. Proverbs 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than who? The mighty. The mighty. And he that ruleth what? His spirit. His spirit than he that taketh the city. He said, how to be a hero. We're talking about a valiant soldier that can take a city. He said, better you... If you can rule your spirit. If you got discipline in your own life as a Christian, to get your life in order, that you might be able to lead yourself, that you might be able to lead somebody, and that you might be able to lead others to Christ. How to be a hero. Whew. Having rule over your own spirit. My, 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 mm, 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 mm. You know why America's overweight? Because we lead ourselves down the grocery aisle. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't go over good, did it? You know what he says? He talks about a candy bar. Hiles does. And he says he's got that little candy bar sitting over there on the counter tucked away. And while we're trying to do the right thing, it's going, eat me, eat me, eat me, eat me. And we, we, with our control of our spirit, say, yes, 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 I'll eat you. (laughs) And we will eat it up. Why? Because we've got no control of our spirit. Right? What's Mr. Lay's potato chip know about you? You just can't eat just one. Right? Right? It leads me. That pop machine's talking. It cries out. I gotta have one. Right? Huh? Can you lead? Do you have power? Do you have rule over your spirit? I will read my Bible. I will pray. I will give. I will do this. I will do that. Do you have power? you got the power of the Holy Ghost. Can he help you lead a life that you should lead, that others can watch you, that you can be an example for Jesus Christ? I'm not the standard. Amen. you got to be careful wanting to set an example that you don't become a Pharisee. You understand, right? I'm not the standard. This is the standard. I'm not asking you to follow my life. I'm asking you to follow him. You understand? Because I can go off the beaten path. I can shipwreck. I can fall. And if I fall, you guys should go right on. Why? Because it's the book. It's the word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Right? I'm trying to show you that it's him, he's got the answers. it's him, us yielding to him, us following him, us doing what the book says we should be do. do amen, what's expected of us as a Christian? We should do. People learn by example, amen, because he lives, I can lead because he lives, I can leap because he lives, I can lead because he lives, I can learn. Matthew chapter eight, uh, 11. Matthew 11. Because he lives, I can learn. Let me ask you, what are you learning? As I watch my children, and I'm not being critical, but as I watch my children, I see a lot of bad things that's in my life make their way into their life. And I notice things that I say makes... Their way through their lips, and I see actions that I do come out in them, and I cringe. I go, "Why don't you guys pick up anything good that I do? Why do I got to see the bad? You understand what I'm saying? If I get frustrated and get irritated. I see the same frustration come out at them, each other as I the, the way I do it. And I go, "Oh my God, man, Lord, man. You understand? But we're so prone to pick up the negative. There's a guy that I did with at work and talking to do at work. He goes, How come I remember all the stupid stuff I can't remember nothing good? You you throw out some little stupid commercial that happened years ago or some stupid song, he remembers every bit of it. But to learn something right and good, the brain just doesn't want it doesn't want to stick to the tape. You understand? We pick up the negative all the time. And uh I hate it. I hate. I hate seeing my parents come out in me—the negative of my parents. I hate seeing the negative me come out in my children. You understand? I hate it. I despise it. Look at verse 11 or chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy what? Laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me. You ever? You ever? You ever want to do that? Listen, I, I've come unto the Lord Jesus Christ and I've meditated on this passage of Scripture multiple, multiple, multiple times. And He said, learn of me. And I said, Lord, I want to learn of you. I want to learn of you and from you. I can learn. I want to have a teachable spirit. You want to know when you're shipwrecked? There's when you can't learn. You're shipwrecked. It's over with. I'm done. I want to learn. Amen. I don't ever want to get to where I know it all. I'm in a bad way. I watched Brother Estep with a six-year-old preaching. And I watched Brother Estep hit the altar. I watched Brother Estep take notes from young teenagers, even giving sermons. He'd be sitting there. He'd be writing. Listen, he's brought in so many preachers and so many things to his church. He's writing. He's taking notes. He's growing. Listen, when you quit learning, you're shipwrecked. I don't want to be to where I get shipwrecked. I want to learn. I want to understand. Amen? I want, to, I want to be teachable. I want to walk in the Spirit. Amen. I want, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I want to read and study the Scriptures. He says over there, turn to you at my reproof, Proverbs 123. He said, turn to you at my reproof. And he said, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. I said, Lord, hear am I. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm taking it. Dish it out. Tell me what you got to tell me. Call me what you got to call me. I, I I know I'm a good for nothing. Good for nothing. Amen. And I'm here. And I'm turning to reproof. Yes, I'm just nothing but an old Gentile dog. God, can I have some crumbs. You understand? I'm at your feet, God. I ain't nothing. Never can be nothing. But you can do something through me. Well, I don't know what you could, but but you can. I'm just willing to do it. Amen. Brother steps said this. God will give more through you than He ever will to you. And I believe that. Amen. But I I, I want to be teachable. I want to discern the times. Right? Matthew 16 over there. He said, you can discern the face of the sky, but you can't discern the times. Listen, Israel didn't know the time of their visitation. I want to understand the times. I want to understand how God's charting things and when this thing's finally going to be over. Listen, I try to sniff it out all I can. I'm looking for His return. I want to get that crown of rejoicing. Why? Because I love His appearing. I'm trying real hard not to love my disappearing. I'm really trying hard to love His appearing. Amen. Where is the promise of His coming? It's in the book. We just got to get in the book and find it. Amen. Amen. I just know it's getting close, <laughs> closer. Yeah. I don't ever want to give up on his coming. That's what I got saved. I got saved. Listen to the second coming. I don't want. To, I don't want to miss out on it. He's coming again. My my my. I can walk in the spirit. I want to learn to walk in the spirit. Learn to study, read, and study scriptures. I want to discern the times. Um, Romans chapter number five. In one hand, and Philippians four, and I'll be done. Romans 5 in one hand and Philippians 4 in the other. This this is the hardest of all things to learn. Amen. Say, so what's that, preacher? The Bible says in verse 3, Not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation, what? Worketh patience. Patience, what? Experience, Experience hope. Hope, make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I want to learn from experience. If I can't learn from my experiences, I want to learn from yours. Amen. Listen. Somebody gets their finger cut off, I want to learn real quick not to hold a knife that way. Somebody smashes their thumb, amen. I want to make sure I keep my thumbs out of the way. Hello. Amen. Somebody's lives get destroyed, I want to learn from their mistakes. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I want, I'd rather learn from your mistakes than make the same mistake. Amen. Philippians chapter number 4. Verse 11. Not to speak in respect of want, for I have learned whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I just want to learn. Be content with what I have. But never be satisfied with how much Bible I know, never be satisfied with how much I know about the Spirit of God and the things of God. I don't ever want to get over my experience in prayer and say, well, I've prayed enough. I don't ever want to do that. I don't ever want to say, I can't teach you no more in the Bible. I've gone as far as I can go. Listen, this book's more than I can ever exhaust, more than I can ever do. Even I've been preaching 30 years, I read the same passages, I see things a little bit different. Amen? Because maybe I've been reading it wrong for a long time. Amen, amen. And, and I'm trying to learn where God puts the emphasis versus where I put the emphasis and versus where the brethren put the emphasis. Because there's a lot of preachers out there that will take a truth out of the Bible to preach a truth in life and they're taking the Scriptures out of context That's right. to accomplish their end and they use it and lord it over people in the congregation and preachers and evangelists pick up on it and they use it and they take something out of context and they twist and they put God's spiritual or people's arms behind their back to make them follow and lead and do what they want to do versus what the book says. we got to be careful. we got to be real careful. I want to put the emphasis where God puts it. And I also understand Paul took things out of context sometimes. He used things about the Gentiles in the millennium for the Gentiles in the church age. I understand that. I don't want to take that liberty. Paul had that liberty. I don't have. But I want to be able to identify both passages. I want to identify if it's the trib or the church age or the millennium. Amen. And if it's okay to use. Listen, I read a verse yesterday. I don't know if it's strictly a Jewish verse. It's the last verse in Isaiah 54. Verse 17, there's no weapon formed against thee that'll prosper. (laughs) Hello? Amen. I'm going to lean on that one. Amen. So what are you going to say? Dude, put that gun up. It ain't going to prosper. Say what? It ain't going to prosper. It's going to blow up in your face, man. What do you mean? You can't use that gun against me. That thing will kill you. I'm pointing at you. Yeah, well, it might kill you no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord i'm a servant of the Lord amen right and their righteousness is of me says the Lord you know what i got God's imputed righteousness to me i'm his servant so I'm going to claim that verse, no, no weapon will prosper against me. <laughs> Praise God. I'm glad I can read the Bible. Aren't you? Me too. Brother Caleb, would you pray and dismiss us?